Hello! Yo. <laughs> Welcome to Challenging Behaviours, the podcast that challenges behaviours towards disability. And Tom is back already <laughs> after his long, long, long... You said goodbye. Yeah. We said goodbye and then you just you back came back for more. A good just episode though. Hungry, listen to that episode. hungry for the attention. Go back and listen to that one before listening to this one, I would say. Yes. Because that is a cracker. That's a cracker. Uh, have any a Christmas cracker. Hey, uh, have any of the things you hoped for in that episode happened? No. Oh, that's bullshit. What have you been doing? <laughs> what have you done? You're supposed to be changing the world up in your, for your education. Well, I'm only a term in, so well, ask are, me in five You're our terms. hope for the future, Tom. Ask me in five <laughs> terms time, and we'll see, we'll see where it's Five on. terms time, it's on. Uh, what time? 3pm. 3pm, five local, terms local on? Local park. All right. <laughs> Uh, why is this a great episode Tom why is this Uh, because my mum's in it your mum's in it (laughs) who's your mum Sarah Ryan who is my mum and a campaigner campaigner Uh, you may know from the Justice for for Laughing Boy campaign the Justin Uh, Justin sorry (laughs) and um, we talk about our highlights and our lowlights for 2018 yeah in terms of disability not just in general yeah and we talk about the care system we may talk quite negatively about a certain big charity and much, much more. So we shall see you in the on okay. the other side. Sweet. Let's go. Oh, really? Are you a guest? No. No? You're not a guest. Okay. <laughs> well, let's start off then. Here we are. Hello. <laughs> we have started. That's, that's officially, that's how we, that's how we do it. Awesome. Uh, so Tom has come crawling back already. Yeah. For uh, Christmas. And we also have another special guest, if they would like to introduce themselves. <laughs> Why are you here? Who are you? Why are you here? Tom's mum. I'm Tom's mum, Sarah. Yeah. Sarah. Sarah. Uh, the moan a bit more than just yeah, whining, I think. Yeah. I think. yeah. Um, yeah, campaigner. Campaigning for accountability for the death of our son, Connor, and for um, better lives, really, for people who should be leading much better lives. All right. Uh, so what we've been uh, thinking, so in terms of, it is now just the tip of 2019, just the tip. And just begun. Just begun, and we've been thinking about uh, some of our. I say we've been thinking about. Sarah's been thinking about <laughs> uh, some of uh, our high- highlights and lowlights of 2018 uh, in the, the world of learning disabilities. Um, she has a notepad. <laughs> Which is more than we've ever had. Um, we've got two tweets that we, we can got, we, refer to. Uh, we got that. Uh, so, what? What have you? What should we, should we do? A highlight then a low light, or highlights and low lights? Yeah, I did wonder that. I wonder just random. Is there just go is random. There, have you got just more random. lowlights or more highlights? I've got a lot more lowlights, sadly. That doesn't uh, surprise me. That doesn't, in the in the, the thoughts that I had before, I had more lowlights than highlights. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably, if you ask most people, yeah. was probably what it would be. That's going to be a theme. Um, I guess it's up to you, Mum. Oh, okay. <laughs> how, we, you know, how we want to do it. Um, we can let you use you can do the ones on your notepad and we've got a couple on twitter as well that we can refer to and then i'm sure me and jack have a couple that we can bring okay. up so it's we can if we start with one of yours and we'll okay. go around and That's then inevitably run out and just go with yours rally <laughs> okay well no particular order these aren't okay. graded in any way no yeah, yeah. okay That's... a highlight the highlight for me is this podcast oh. I've, got to, I've got to start <laughs> with that because it is and i'm chuffed to bits to be here so that's an easy easy yeah. win there Sweet, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a good year for us. Had lots of good guests. It's been wild. Uh, my favourite episodes have been any of the guests. I loved the My Life, My Choice one. I thought it was just awesome because I've never ha- I've never listened to a podcast where it was just people with learning difficulties talking about their lives. Um, me and Jack didn't have much, didn't, didn't, didn't need to have didn't much need input to. and didn't have much to say really because it wasn't, um, I think, yeah. I think you can say that for like, all the guests we've had though. Yeah, we we just sit back and lovely. then take all the credit at the end. Um, so. 
And I thought the Breaking Bad. RJ um, Mitty. RJ, yeah, I can't pronounce I thought it was Mike, but Mitty. Uh, that was I think easy. it's Mitty. I hope it's Mitty. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, I listened to it, so. Yeah, has it? <laughs> yeah, to oh. check through, I guess. Oh, sweet. Um, I listened to that at uni. That's the only the one that I listened to once I'd left, and I was worried that you were going to replace me with him because he is an amazing speaker. Like he is, he smashed it as well. So that that was great. For I didn't think of asking that. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should email him. Do you want to be? Um, do you want to? You can't have me? much else on. Yeah, he's, he's not a busy guy, not an actor. But yeah, so that's real. Thank you for that highlight. Okay, that's cool. Okay, let's dive into a low light then. I'm going to start with a GMC hearing that finished in March of last year that dragged on for about a year and a half, well, five years altogether, obviously. Um, the psychiatrist responsible for Connor's non-care was um, at a fitness to practice hearing and it concluded in March 2018 and the panel, it's called an MPTS panel, and I can't remember yeah, what it stands, stands for. Um, I don't know. Medical Practitioners. Oh, Medical Practitioners Tribunal Service. Ah, there we go. So they're a panel of three, and they concluded that Valerie Murphy should not be struck off because, in part, the field of learning disabilities is very difficult. Hmm. So that was a mitigating circumstance, which strikes me as completely obscene. So in, the, in giving background to listeners, I guess, the difficult aspect that she had was whether or not Connor had had a seizure, which I think anyone would see that that's one of the if you're going to use that as an example in that in that example it's not at all applicable because you had told her yeah I mean she had the most straightforward job in the world which was to act on seizure activity and she decided to deny that Connor was having any seizures which is for a medic just strikes me as being anti-medical and so there was a whole set of evidence against her sort of showing how poor her practice was but then the tribunal sort of said but it's actually quite difficult looking after learning disabled people mm-hmm. So we won't strike you off or suspend you for 12 months. And that, to me, is a backward step. It's an outrageous suggestion. It's a scary backward step as well, isn't it? Because you're giving more leeway to people to mess up. If you, yeah, if, you yeah. have a, if you have a backup point like that, oh, yeah, exactly. it's just such an easy, easy kind of throwaway excuse, isn't it? It's, just, well, it's, a, difficult, it's a difficult sector. Yeah. There's grouping people as difficult who aren't. Yeah, and it sets a precedent, like you say. You can so anybody can then say, can say oh, well, well, it's really difficult. Oh, you know? Whereas, it's been officially stated that yeah. this yeah. is a bit trickier than... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that was a low. Luckily, there was a lot of public outrage about this statement. The Irish media as well. Within the Irish media and here, and then the Professional Standards Authority were in, flooded with, with people complaining about this statement, and they did actually say, no, that's a totally unacceptable statement, and we will write to the panel to tell them. So there was a bit of and is that recovery. Twenty nineteen, that will be happening. I assume I'm guess, guessing they've written to them. And nothing happened. And nothing happens. Oh, that's okay. what happened. They just write, and that's that. So yeah, that was a low. That is yeah, that's definitely a low. And as you say, the precedent set is is a scary one going yeah. forwards. And the fact that they 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 may point out, oh, maybe working with people with additional needs is more difficult. Recognizing that, and then let's just leave it that way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, we reckon we we believe that this is uh, more difficult, so we're just going to keep that that way exactly. and not do anything to change that. And it's a complete assumption; it's not based on any evidence yeah. at all. I mean, it's just it's it's a ludicrous. I mean, if you're if you've got a speciality in medicine, that's your speciality, and you should provide good care. Yeah, you can't say oh it's oh it's actually a really difficult area. Mm-hmm. So if I'm really rubbish and do my brain surgery wrong, that's it's like it's having a, a teacher that's not very good at maths, um, and then when they all get their maths good, well I find that a bit more difficult. Yeah, it's as you say, you can't you can't be medically trained you're not fit to do your job if you're not fit to work with everyone who you come across so if that's going to be the like i feel like you were saying this the bit that really annoys me is they every time something goes wrong in the field there's a different the the sector there's a different excuse for why and the different excuses vary from either the people are difficult or the situation was difficult or this or that but there's never a step to change that it's always just what excuse can we use in this moment so people shut up and then when the next one comes, we can use a completely counter 
we can go against any facts, give another completely different excuse, but they never do anything just because they've said, even even if it was a legitimate claim, which I completely don't agree with, but that it was that it was, this was a more difficult role, it should be, as Jack said, well, what, yeah. how do we make it easier next time? But it's just a, what, what's <laughs> yeah. the sound bite? What is the, what is the words we can say so that people just go, okay, that's why she didn't do her job properly, moving on. Like, surely if that's what, how they, if, they, if they're committed to care, then they have t- 10 million ideas now of, and they'll be putting lots into play as to how we yeah. can make it not difficult next time. Well, exactly, and it sort of suggests that underlying that is this just glaring scream of, we don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> At the end the, of the day, we just don't really care about un- certain patients. That's the underlying low light that's, of that's the, the whole light, year, yeah. of, 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 the, of the whole yeah, sector, exactly. is we just don't care. That's the That might as well be the motto of... Yeah, we can finish now. Essentially, <laughs> 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 we just don't care. It should, be, don't should care. be the NHS's yeah. motto yeah. on learning difficulties. Um, should we go for a for a highlight? Yeah, go for a highlight. Is it is it my turn? Well, you brought it up. I thought um, mine was going to be the, the the changing places campaign as a as a whole. I know it's not finished, or it's it was, not finished, it was, but, yeah, but it's that that is a movement yeah. and the raising awareness and the fact that actually loads of people yeah kind of saw it and had a had a thought about it and the toilet what was it the toilet um just. The day, the, the, the Lou Marathon, Dan yeah, Wright and Sarah Bristian, and many others. Uh, a lot of people I met, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, that was really cool. And you know, I'm seeing, it's, it's, I'm seeing them like changing places, toilets kind of pop up everywhere yeah. on Twitter now. And uh, the Moby Lou, who I'm trying to get as a guest at some point, just got to wait for them to be in this area at some point. Um, uh, they just seem to be more and more in demand which is amazing uh, what's, I the, what's the mobile it's a so it's a, it's like a it's a toilet van <laughs> um so it's kind of like, it's a portable toilet but it's, yeah. got, it's a changing spaces toilet oh, so sweet. it goes to events like i think it was a truck festival possibly oh, cool. um and you know i can even say like so i've just moved to abingdon and there's been a huge campaign for the new outdoor swimming pool yeah uh, for there to have a changing spaces toilet and it's happening it's, in, oh. it's being constructed as we speak oh that's um, awesome because so, we went there in summer yeah with work. Was it, so it wasn't there in summer uh, it was still being built oh, sweet. but so yeah there's definitely it's definitely heading there there's still loads to be done yeah. and like I say it's not finished yet there's lots of you know what, for it to be mandatory busy uh, statutory thing is still not happening but um, you know there's definitely steps towards the right direction and there. I think it I, the thing I liked about it was that I think, and Mum, you'll probably appreciate the same thing. Was it was a it was a group of people who had just had enough of, yeah. and they're, they're, very, they're very parent based. And again, I I say that's the thing I like about it. It's also the thing I hate about it is that people get driven to the point of, kind of yeah. being like, I've had enough. There's something has to be done, and then they spend tons and tons of time that they shouldn't be spending campaigning for something yeah. they shouldn't have to campaign for. But yeah, it was a good grassroots yeah, movement, wasn't it? Was, and they were fun. You know, they, they kept it real, didn't they? They yeah. didn't shy yeah. away from from the sort of like indignity of it all and they just smacked it out it, <laughs> it was really cool, cool. Yeah, um, and we had Dan and Sarah Sarah on our podcast Sass. Um, which was good good fun as well but um, yeah that's my that was my highlight so you have a low light now Jack oh I have a low light <laughs> <laughs> oh. a low light um what well, part of us of being quite present, I think, on the, on the, on Twitter, um, is you, they just sometimes just get barraged of like the horrible stories of things that have happened, um, and uh, in terms of kind of accessibility, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, I was thinking about all the different stories that come out this year, and I was thinking about, I don't know if you remember, there was a screening of I think it was the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly at the BFI and uh, there was a girl with autism watching the film and laughing every now and then, and then people complained and she got kind of dragged out. I feel like I do remember you talking about that. Yeah, and just just stories all kind of relate to that, where you've seen like pe- uh, people with additional is trying to just do something fun going out for leisure and it just them being rejected from the place. So it may be due to, you know, ex- the entrance accessibility or the... Or kind of related to the changing spaces thing um like a great point that they made when i interviewed them is like going to the cinema and not having a changing places toilet 
you know, that's where you go for, have a massive, ridiculously oversized drink and those kinds of things. Yeah. So those kinds of things are really limited. And just the kind of the huge amount, I, can't, I feel like every day is just, as I scroll through, it's just like, oh, there's another one, there's another one, there's another one. And it's madness. And it doesn't seem like much is being done. Public transport seems to be a huge thing recently. I've seen a lot of stuff. There was that comedian who uh, was harassed and uh, like humiliated over the tannoy on the train. And just just things like that have been shit yeah airlines there was the man who uh kind of crawled through the airport and yeah just it just seems to be all these stories about it happening which kind of go viral for like a day and then they're just forgotten it's just the lack of kind of mainstream attention i think that's possibly where it all kind of stems from as a like if i were to summarize the low point is the continued low mainstream attention for all these things that are happening in uh the news i mean it, even though we've said like changing spaces is great if you probably went out to the street and say hey do you know what a change in spaces changing places yeah. toilet is they, they, yeah. they wouldn't know uh we said oh how about that leader report yeah. <laughs> that's right. I don't know, the lack of that? outrage, the lack of sustained scandal attached mm. to these things is is striking, isn't it? And like you say, sort of something happens that maybe captures a bit of media attention, and within days it's over, and and the human rights abuses that are just accepted, yeah, that's, just become yeah. part of the fabric of everyday life. It's just shocking. And that all of that just raises questions about human rights as a base mm. level, anyway. Like, what what are human rights if you if nothing happens when they're abused? Like that is there is no point to them if we're not mm. going to actually be... If, if, if they're only there so that we can go, ah, oh, that's really rubbish that that person's human rights are being abused, but legally, slash, any, anyhow, there's no, there's no stopping... If someone's right to life is being sort of questioned through our own society set up, but nothing is actually legally done about it, or as you say, statutorily changed... Yeah, I mean, what, it's what odd. are the point in them? It is odd because there's that recent thing, isn't there, with the terrible example of Bethany, who's that, the teenager, young teenager, who's in a hatch, in a seclusion room, being fed through a hatch. And so, because of the BBC File on Four programme, of the BBC programme, I can't remember the name of the woman who did it, but she did a brilliant job on Radio 4, sort of captured Bethany's experience, and then her dad sort of managed to get lots of coverage on BBC, and so then Matt Hancock steps up, and then the European human rights people say, oh, we're going to support this case. And and you sort of think, well, there's Bethany, you know, this is atrocious, but there's hundreds, thousands of other people living exactly the same sort of impoverished life. Why are we all focusing attention on one person when this is is common common phenomena? That's the the risk, isn't it? And I guess even with Connor as well, it's like certain people can capture an element of the media, but in a way... It, is, it, it was good because you and dad obviously kept it grounded as this is a wider issue than just Connor but for a lot of people it's almost you see you see the story and if you see the the BFI film showing story yeah. or a play, something about yeah. someone on a plane things like that but you see it as, as an incident yeah, you don't, people right. don't always link tomorrow. them and yeah. so like yeah. what happened to Connor is something that happened to Connor but actually it's happening to loads yeah. of people and loads of people are in a similar situation so it's a question of how do we how can we bring yeah. It, is, it should be a national scandal as a whole in, yeah. instead it's sort of minor scandals that pop up to people yeah. um, can Matt Hancock be a low point as a whole or is that not <laughs> I think he's like, given <laughs> um, he really is I, well we could lump him together with Caroline Dynage who is equally I'm trying to think how I can word this so I've actually met Matt Hancock of course, yeah. Yes, he, he paid a visit somewhere. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever seen someone jump as quickly as he did at getting a photo opportunity with a per- young person with a learning disability. This, almost the second this young person's foot came through the doorway, he was over there and the camera was out like that. It was no words. Madness. Yeah. Yeah. No, and this was before he. Had, this is when he was old. Transport. No. Yeah, I thought it was transport. No, I feel like it was like. He has an app. That's, yeah. that's all I remember. <laughs> He's got an app. A oh, Hancock yeah. app. And it, it was. So, it was something to do with apprenticeships, and then he moved on to something like. 
sports and culture or something like that. Um, yeah. And I thought when I met him there, I was like, oh, this is a real kind of just low oh, level fellow. Digital yeah. culture, media and sports. There you go. Digital culture, media and sports. Now, of course, that naturally leads into... Health and, health. Yeah. <laughs> health and social health system. That, is, that alone is a jump. I mean, what he his family run a business, a software business. He studied PPE at Cambridge, Oxford, of course, and then economics at Cambridge. He works as an economist, and then he suddenly becomes the Secretary of State for Digital Culture, Media and Sport, and then suddenly health and social care. No, at no point in that career does he have any sort of... It doesn't... For me, that is... I guess a further low point is how these people become. Yeah. Like, what 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 qualification can you possibly have to to do that? I guess that question's raised in a lot of positions in social care, though, yeah. isn't it? It's well, anywhere really, like any government position. Yeah, that's a that's, no a, that's a wider low point than this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but yeah, Matt Matt Hancock. Matt Hancock yeah. I think for me, though, a low key high point about that is his the amount he gets slammed on every Twitter post he ever does. Because he does a lot of Twitter posts being like... Photo um, ops. Yeah, photo ops and things like that. But actually, as much as we were just saying that people kind of, as a whole, society doesn't, or the the public don't necessarily pick up on these things, his Twitter is plagued in a good way by people just being like, but Matt, like he posted a photo of him and two nurses, like I'm doing the night shift today and everyone was like, you're clearly not doing the night shift and I hope you're talking to these people and you can't turn up announced and expect to get a good light. I quite like that people aren't, it's same with Jeremy Hunt, where he got followed around by that trombonist on the last leg for the dick of the year. Like there are some good moments of people actually knowing that, but these they're still in the position, aren't they? They still have the power in the, yeah. in the situation, so it's not. Yeah, I mean, I think the low light for me was that sort of recognition that Matt Hancock and Caroline Darnage were going to do absolutely zippo to make any effective change. They're just literally just fakery fakery sort of positions really mm. which is quite disappointing that's the yeah and that's a that's like a wider politics point isn't it about whether because of our system because of the representative representative parliament the way that we have it set up with mps is that once Theresa may needed a new cabinet she can't actually appoint she's not in a position to appoint someone who knows anything about health and social care someone who could do anything to one of those positions she can only pick out of a pool of what like the two people in her government that probably support her at this point and they get given positions of such, like you say, like power. And actually, if someone really good was in one of those positions, the change that could occur. Because mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. actually, if you think about what parents do solely from grassroots, can create actually good change that it does last. Imagine people of that calibre and that passion in those positions where they actually, it'd be so much easier to make a change from there. Like things like that, I guess, yeah. question. I mean, that's again a wider point about the setup, but. Yeah. Like you say, it is a question of are we just accepting that these roles are fake and you can be health and social care's minister but you don't have to do anything? Well, there's been a sort of because one of the highlights, one of the main highlights I think of the year has been this this exceptional media coverage that's that's sort of been developing over the years. But I think this year it's really sort of cemented with Ian Birrell, Joe McCubbins, Michael Buchanan, um, all sorts of different sort of journalists really sort of doing. Good stories, Paul Kelso from the Sky, all sorts of people. And there's been a complete absence <laughs> of any responders from the government yeah. or NHS England or the Care Quality Commission. So, so you tend to get the coverage that's got whichever is the issue being focused on. Then you've got the parents or allies or human rights specialists, and then you've got nobody responding. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, absolutely shocking. I mean, it's such an indictment of, of how little people care. And I just—I don't know how many times Joan Cubbins must have rung NHS England and asked for somebody to go on BBC Breakfast, and they just said no, 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 not going to. And that, that idea that you don't even need to show your face when that's your job is is appalling. I think that is absolutely disgraceful. What do you think is the reason behind that? Do you think it's just it doesn't? It's just not needed, as you say, and it will. The, do you think it's the risk of appearing and looking like a fool outweighs the yeah. Well, yeah, benefit there is of that appearing, or do you think it's not, not really understanding the issues? Yeah, that or possibly knowing what terrible situation it is, and just knowing that making that kind of appearance is just going to make them look well, awful. Yeah. Like, and it's going to 
it's going to show how much uh, how no, no, how are, little yeah. care has actually been put into the care system. Yeah. I, don't, I wonder, because when Caroline died, she was pre-recorded on the recent BBC Breakfast programme. So she, oh, she wasn't pre-recorded, she just didn't come into the studio, but she was interviewed in a live link. And the interview was terrible. I mean, she just didn't know what she was talking about. She had nothing of substance to say. And if you listen to it again afterwards, it just got worse on each repeated listening that she, she just did not have a clue. So I think there is that, that they don't have a clue. I think there's that, like you say, they, can, they can't not recognise how awful things are. I wonder if that's why Ray James has gone to ground from NHS England, the Learning Disability Director. You know, they're just... They, but it's cowardly, and, the, and if it's your job, then even if you're going to make yourself look terrible... It's your job. It's your job, yeah. and you should stand up there, and if necessary, you sort of say, I agree. Yeah. This is atrocious, and it's, you know, there's no defence, we can't defend it. And that's what you need to do. And until they actually stand up and be seen, but it's nothing's going to change. So, yeah, that is a real low. Yeah, and it further, as you said in the BBC, the big, the big showcase at the end of the year, you made that point of how, in a year's time, you, every, everyone, all these parents should just mm. be having their own family lives and not sort of be all over the media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is something that would be helped if the people who actually it's their job to. Well, yeah, to exactly. let us know what's gonna, going on. If yeah. they if they refuse to come out, then actually parents are forced to come out and tell people. Yeah. So even like that's a bigger question raised, isn't it? As how, what can we do? Like, do mm. we, if as you say, your job is to come out and give us an answer. You're at fault for not giving an answer, but you still have to come out and tell people that you can't give an answer. Yeah, and I suppose and more on the positive, if you flip that over, there is this. There has been a real development this year of sustained campaign sort of umbrella campaigns and like Rightful Lives and or Oliver McGowan's campaign, his mum campaigning. There's been some really sort of solid campaigners and then there's all the SEND campaigners, all those parents fighting for their children's educational rights. So there's this, I think there's a sort of like increasing grassroots campaign, which is brilliant because it's all different groups and there's different sort of strands of brilliance in different areas. And, and I think that BBC programme trying to capture that which was so that is actually positive but it's none of our jobs to do this yeah and we shouldn't have to and, it, and it's disgraceful really no it's um definitely uh do we want a low light or a highlight uh was it this year that the um that it was confirmed in the report i can't remember which report it was but that learning disabled people are is it their life expectancy is 20, 20 years younger 20 than? years yeah. 27 I think 27 and that, what, which report was that was that the so the, the leader report leader, leader report and so the ba- yeah I mean that was outrageous and the background to that was that he was actually finished last November 2017 and they just and they sat, sat on it for ages England, yeah. okay like well, there's no words for behavior I'm like trying that. to think what else was going on at the time it was eventually released oh it was the local elections wasn't no, it they released yeah, it in the day of the local elections yeah they refused to do. They refused to give an embargo copy. They broke every, you know, accepted rule going for for releasing government reports, and then they re- they had they held on to it for so long. Which, given it was showing that people are dying premature lives, to to sit on a report like that for four or five months is absolutely shameful That's because people are actually yeah, dying in that time but then frame. The government didn't actually respond to it till I think it was August two thousand eighteen. So the report came out in May, and then of course they dragged the parents out to sort of comment on it, because nobody else will, will 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 stand up and be heard. And then the government response in August was Caroline Dynage sort of saying we're going to do mandatory training. We're going to run a consultation from September this year to March two thousand nineteen. And so she said that big whistles and bells, all all sorts of big sort of like balloons around it, and nothing has happened. There's not not been anything. So we're three months into the consultation period and there has been nothing. So that report, that report showing that people are dying preventable deaths, which we knew anyway, is now over a year with absolutely nothing happening. So and that's a big low light for me. You summed it up really well on um, when you went on BBC Breakfast, which uh, I haven't tons this year, so I can't remember which time <laughs> it was, but uh, where you said that actually if, if we continue not doing anything, we're effectively saying to parents that you're, it's not... It's not 
the question of because learning disabilities aren't life limiting but essentially at what point do they become life limiting because we're not doing anything like we are in a way the government and NHS England are, are turning them into life limiting conditions yeah. through lack of action and I thought that was a really powerful point you made and I think it's exactly what you say is that if we just sit on that and leave it and don't do anything then we are accepting yeah. kind of that we've artificially created a life limiting condition out of something that isn't and that yeah. that's we're effectively killing people yeah exactly and through lack of action some really moving tweets where people have photographed their children and sort of said oh this is my son he's 22 now which means he's only probably got another 30 years left to live or this is my 11, 11 year old son who who's going to die 30 years before his peers I mean yeah. these and these are just kids they're just people yeah. you know, no illness at all and the fact that yeah you can put a time frame on one like someone I think one of the tweets was about her child playing with her friends at school and they're all five or six and it was that all those four out of the five kids have no time frame they all have an imagined future and then one of them's basically got until they're 50 and yeah. not a lot it's not a lot of opportunity anyway yeah and it's kind of this setup of actually at that age all those kids are, should be the exact same yeah, they're exactly. all hanging out they're all peers but actually as they get older mm. one of them is completely hindered not by any fault of their own but purely by the way that we've set up society and the, and the lack of care from our government and our yeah that was a massive low point actually now we talk about it we need a highlight highlight. oh I've got a highlight the um, health and safety prosecution of Southern Health March 2018 two million two million pound fine and the judge Justice Stewart something it's the Justice Stewart maybe he wrote a summing up which just completely captured how shit Southern Health had been, how awful they'd been, how wrong it was that we've had to campaign and fight to get to that point and he just he just said said it as it was, which was just such a relief to hear after years of having to sort of bang on and yeah. be blamed and all the rest of it. So I think that he was a he's like a legend in my mind. <laughs> he was he was and he had a he said the court's not what was it? He said something about he gave it a really human touch about his own experiences as well. Yeah. He said something along the lines of this court's not a stranger to losing a child or something yeah, like that. That gave it the humanity that is lost mm-hmm. and yeah. for a lot of but not just you guys for a lot of parents who yeah. go through this is that a lot of people kind of say that they don't see their child then they're, they're not they they don't speak about their child as a child anymore or their child anymore. They speak about them as like a number or a statistic. Yeah, yeah. because you that's what you become because you lose. Yeah you're no longer talking about family stories, you're talking about how your this happened to your son or daughter, which is, mm. again, appalling. But that is, I would yeah, say, yeah, that's a good... And just two million as a... Because that was one of those benchmark moments where actually lots of people who've yeah. never spoken to me about any of it before suddenly were just like, wow, yeah. that's crazy. Like, that was yeah. that was actually... That broke mainstream in a stupid... Because of yeah, the money value, it broke mainstream in yeah. a way it should have yeah. never broken. Yeah, it's really bizarre, yeah. like, just being sat... In the office, I came into work it was, after. It was on the radio as well. Yeah, it's, like, it's quite awkward for like, me because I was like sat there. Yeah. Everyone in the office was like, "Is that what you've just been?" And I was like, "Yeah." But then it was funny because the health and safety people were so cool, and they kept saying to us, trying to manage our expectations, saying, "It's not going to be a big fine. You have to be prepared." It's the words of a judge that's important. So we were telling everybody. They said, "Don't worry about the money. It's nothing to do with the money." And I was thinking, oh, it's going to be upsetting when they say 30 grand or 50 grand or whatever. I mean, mm. he started at about three or four million, didn't he? Yeah. I sort of thought, oh, wow, he's going to rock it all the way down to 50,000 pounds here. And he stopped at two million. It was just like, wow, that is a real indication of how that's such a right sum of money because people died. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they shouldn't have done. And it was, it, and as we were talking earlier about the precedence being set, by the Valerie Murphy thing, yeah, and this is kind of the opposite scale of actually yeah. that 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 must have sent waves through yeah, exactly. NHS England being like, we, if you if it's, the, people can refer to that now, it's not yeah. if it had been fifty sixty grand, you know, that would become a base level of well, yeah, so two right. people have died, yeah. sixty grand for two, but now yeah. it's you know this big two million saying yeah, biggest fine ever in the history of the NHS. It's, wow, I think they take that as a yeah. as a high point. Definitely. Jack, <laughs> it's your turn, I believe. Oh, is it my turn already? <laughs> this kind of links into something um, we've kind of already touched upon and the success of kind of um, grassroots um, campaigning, etc. And there was an article that came out not long ago that was 
singing the praises of um, grassroots campaigns and being like, well, the big charities, etc. Actually, they just kind of jump on that bandwagon. It was great to see that kind of recognised, um, which is something. It's one of those kind of things as well. If anyone were ever to say something bad about a charity, people. Are like, <gasps> I can't say that about a charity. Well, no, if it's a massive organisation, yeah. there's going to be some weird stuff going on there. You have to be able um, to hold them to account. Yeah. Any, any, anything trying to do a good job should welcome being held to, an, held exactly. to account because it should show in theory that you're doing a good enough job that people can question you and you yeah. know what to say. And it was good to see that actually happen, though, you know, it didn't make yeah, it didn't huge make headlines, huge but yeah. just one article in The Guardian, I mean... It was, That's pretty cool. It was just hard hitting the way that it basically said if if in all these different areas, but one of them was the Justice for Albie campaign, and it was just basically saying if if these parents can do this with nothing, mm. what is Mencap doing with the millions upon millions that it's got? Yeah. What is I mean, yeah. I don't want to list off more disability charities that do nothing, but yeah. basically Google any of them yeah. that are above this that work nationally. National, You'll see ones that aren't doing nearly enough. Um, but I think you and Mencap have a, have a lovely you have a history. <laughs> yeah, we do have a history, and I agree with you, Jack. I was delighted with that article. It was Julie Unwin and the civil society work. And funny enough, Mencap are on my low lights, not surprisingly. But but in addition to them doing zero, other than jumping on the odd bandwagon. Um, and they didn't tweet the big BBC Breakfast program once. It was no. a three-hour coverage, and they did not tweet it despite Dan Scora from Mencat being present in the studio in that place um, looking quite sort of sick because I don't think he was allowed on the settee mm. but I mean to not tweet a programme that's focusing on learning disability like that is, is shocking because it takes a second to tweet but also this year Mencap reached an all time low in their handling of the inquest of Danny Tozer who died yes. in their care and that was atrocious they sent in, they instructed their counsel to attack his parents on the stand and that is totally unforgivable and they I spoke to a main cat person after that and she said oh it was a mistake you know council went off piste and having been in that situation councils don't go off piste they check instructions every other minute and there was a main cat director in the room in the inquest who could have easily said to the, his council their council that they were funding mm. do not go there and they never once stopped them. Yeah. So I think that was a real low point to attack parents when, when they were responsible for Danny's care. Yeah. And yeah. what emerged through the course of that evidence, which showed that, that the care provider was so poor on the whole, there were some really good people, but overall the picture of the Mencap care was so poor, and yet Mencap appeared on BBC Breakfast a few days later saying, we're very proud of our services and we do a good job, and you sort of think, actually, you need to own your errors and your mistakes and you need to say yeah we got it wrong we're going to do something about it and we apologise unreservedly to Danny's parents and they've not done that yeah. so that they, they are dead to me you're blocked you're blocked by all of oh, them yeah. anyway. uh, <laughs> I think for, with that as well as the that question of if you take Southern Health and Mencap and you strip away the one's a public body the other one's a charity they are doing yeah. the exact same thing yeah, right. and yeah. yeah no one would ever you know Rightfully, people slam Southern Health because they should. Mencap seems yeah, to be because it's yeah. charity, Royal Mencap, yeah. Royal Mencap charity. Yeah. It's like the fact that Mum ever insulted them. They had, and the, the fact that they block one of the bigger campaigners on the scene at the moment. They block a lot of campaigners. James exactly. Trugellis has blocked most of the Justice for Robbie campaigns. And you <laughs> I mean, if you if you genuinely care about people learning difficulties, surely that that's the one thing you wouldn't do is try and silence. At least in your 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 silencing from your. Mm. view of the society the people who actually want to change it I think Mencap is for me just one of those gross examples of just a, a and, and basically until they're gone I don't see how things can get any better because mm. I really don't they have so, so much power and influence and people think whatever they do will be correct because just because they're under the the guise of being a charity yeah and that's in the kind of context of their national kind of organisation yeah. you know, yeah, oh, yeah. the, the little, the little <laughs> things they're doing I'm not trying to slam everything they do, but as in, do you know what I mean as a yeah, national local man good. How, how a national body can behave in this way yeah. and under the under the word charity basically be defended is it just angers me and I think that article sums it up as actually finally a newspaper a, a major media outlet like The Guardian saying well actually hang on a minute mm -hmm. 
But again, it's, it's, a, it's, so a, much more. it's a shame that these grassroots campaigns have to exist. Yeah. It shouldn't be, shouldn't yeah. have to be that way. Charities like Mencap should be doing yeah. what more. these grassroots campaigns doing. are doing. Exactly. And why, yeah. why is there this, this, why is that the situation? Yeah. Well, they started off as a parent campaign, didn't they, in the 50s? And they, they sort of obviously set up with really good values and tried to That's do a good, good job. And then they just become more and more successful. The money's rolled in and they become more corporate. And then they lose any, any sight of their charitable principles. But that's what it is, I think. Yeah, when I, when I said, until, they, until they've disappeared, I don't see how things can change. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean that all of their work is bad, but I think it's that thing, isn't it? It's when you lose sight of Maybe the actual Maybe their mentality. Yeah, their mentality. And, and, well, from the from the people at the top, I, I don't know. Yeah. I've never been to a Mencap care providing thing. I'm sure they have lots of great care providers in places and not so good ones as we know. But I think it's that whole mindset, especially in a community that we've said earlier that the slogan should basically be we don't care from the people mm. at the top. I think Mencap reinforced that. That's And for the for the... For the, the landmark disability charity in England to be mm. reinforcing we don't care is very questionable. The voice of learning disability. Yeah, that's what their slogan is, isn't it? And their, and their voice is saying we don't care. What's anybody yeah. else? Why would anybody else care? That's what they just putting their hands over the mouths of anyone else who's trying to have a voice. And it's, they want to be the only voice. Yeah, there's it's, a territoriality about it. It's, it's, the it's, really it's the reputation, isn't it? It's the, how they're embarrassed that you and all these other campaigns uh, making them look like they're not doing enough. I mean, that article must have really hurt. Yeah. That, that's yeah. That. And even like I don't name names, but people who are kind of higher profile that kind of you know support Mencap etc. Like retweeted that article and were like, "Hey, check this out. This is this is what's really working." And I just wonder. And I, like Mencap, they just couldn't. They didn't take it on board. They wouldn't have taken it on board with it. They would have just ignored no, it. No, I mean, no, I don't think they do. I think they've they've got a sort of they've just got a set of behaviours, ironically, where they just like this stuff is water of a duck's back. Block, just keep going. Just keep calling on the government every time something happens. Try and muscle your way into the start TV. Start a petition. Start a petition. Try and muscle your way onto TV appearances. I mean, there is. We have been told by two or three different media people that uh, Mencap if they're contacted to try and get a family to take part in a, in a programme or commentary, then Mencap insists that they have somebody that appears alongside them. Oh, really? It's Which is pretty the, poor. It's the Mencap. It's got to be about Mencap, doesn't it? It's, it's not, not about Mencap, that. It's not about yeah. the issue. Which is grim. And I guess, it, again, comparing Mencap and Southern Health as it's two bodies, but different types, so a charity and a public body, um, it's that same issue of there are people at the bottom in both doing yeah. great groundwork we know that there's people who really do care and are trying to put good care in but it's the people at the top who hinder yeah, lasting job. possible change actually could lead to a, a happier society yeah because Jandra Gellis and Katrina Perkins as we called her recently are not dissimilar people yeah just sort of like you know wildly ambitious sort of slightly out of the depth just arrogant people who, who just refuse to listen but she's called Katrina Percy. Yeah. So it's just we were just laughing today, thinking, God, we've we've moved on enough that we couldn't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just thinking, Tom was tap dancing away, and it's oh, quite sorry. loud. I didn't mean to tap, <laughs> yeah. I was just giving him a. It wouldn't be a podcast off. if you didn't. If uh, we didn't have to explain yeah, some sort yeah, of sound. Some kind of sound or, but um, this but is the second time we recorded uh, in this house, and this time we don't have a dishwasher running. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully, it should be a bit better. But yeah, I think Mencap was a was a low point. But they're they're always going to be a low point until mm. they actually take on board the criticisms. It's 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 the it's the like you say the shutting out. They're not taking it on board. Mm. Is the is the real issue here, isn't it? It's the how do you how can you even begin to? I mean, all they need to do is write up post its and stick them on their screens to say it's not about you, mm. Mencap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they need to do start the year off with that and then maybe they and might you know, get a bit better most of the things we've talked about you could say they could just adopt that, that. <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> yeah. well my list is getting thinner it's getting thinner should, yeah. we, should we have a twitter one as well ah go for it um, so Lisa Perry said um, shocking detaining of people with autism is a low point but then said learning disabilities finally getting the mainstream media attention it deserves um, and which you referred to the 
BBC Breakfast coverage this week, and then you also said the death by gangrene, tooth removal and constipation. Lisa also shared a really nice photo of her having an Xmas dinner with her son, but it was a six-hour round trip, and hopefully hoping that he'll be moved to a hospital near, nearer them. So I guess it's a highlight, low-light kind yeah. of merge into one that is underlying shouldn't be a low light it should just be a highlight it's a basic the amount of families at Christmas that sat down with their kids mm-hmm. in the same house or the, at least the same city if, if they don't live at home kind of thing it's, it's ridiculous for people to have to travel six hour trips to see their children who are under care mm-hmm. what, like it's that whole thing that Adam always talks about is that you can't the word care is so yeah. misused it's, like, become, it's become the business of caring yeah, yeah. which is not, it's not you can't pay someone to care and mm-hmm. actually how can you even be in care of your family? Have to do a six-hour round trip to see you. That's not. That's like the least caring thing. Family are the most caring yeah. part of most people's lives. So for them to be three hours away mm. is is Madness. fundamentally unable to be caring. So I, I, that. But I guess the, the the media attention, like you say, is is the bit that mm. we we have to hold on to. It's more, but you know, it definitely could be better headlines. Yeah would be nice <laughs> headlines yeah. headlines when it's not about money or you being called a um, whatever, uh, whatever you're insulted vindictive by cow. vindictive cow but that was like that was two years ago that was two years ago can't mention uh, no, too, too far ago just the the media picking up on the ones that are actually not to say they're not relevant and not yeah. important but the ones that aren't actually the, the point we're trying to make necessarily the money one's a bit different but actually it wouldn't have been national headlines if it wasn't two million but actually like it this year Ian Burrell's been like really thoroughly following every sort of strand of it so he's covered the money side yeah. of the, the business but he's also covered the human side of the, the yeah. terrible impoverished lives and brutal experiences people are enduring so I think that that's that coverage is getting much better and much stronger which is positive that's positive so yeah but I'm not sure what the answer is <laughs> It's not your job, Mum. No. <laughs> it's crazy that it's, it's crazy that we're even. It's none of our jobs. No, it's, it's not. It's uh, Matt Hancock's. <laughs> no. So if you're listening, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> or anyone from Menka. <laughs> I can't imagine they will. Oh. Be. Um, I can't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think we'd have any Menka listeners. Uh, I doubt it. I assume we're all blocked by association. <laughs> seems seems to make sense. Um, another one from Twitter was the. Millions missing protests and ME being raised in Parliament, and then Lowe's universal credit from the Tories and Lancashire police passing footage of disabled protesters to the DWP. Uh, that was from Laura Elliott, who also has a podcast. Yeah, Invisibility. Invisibility, which is good it's and good. people should check out. Um, I don't know much about these ones. Uh, universal credit, I know about, but that's just the cutting of people's benefits, isn't it? Which is always going to be a low light. Because again, it comes to that we don't care, we don't recognise the stories you can read, and this isn't even exclusive to this year. This is kind of any time the amount of stories you can read of people being forced to jump through hoops just to prove they can't work. Simultaneously, kind of um, hindering, like there, there's one in one of Mark Thomas's books where he talks about someone being asked to, you have to attend this meeting or your benefits are taken away. And the benefit didn't have wheelchair. The meeting didn't have wheelchair access, okay, yeah. so someone couldn't get in. Sort of thing. Like those oversights, which are not necessarily going to go down the conspiracy theory route that they were deliberate and mm-hmm. they can cut someone's benefits by making them unable to attend it. But as an oversight, is such a such a yeah. e, such a rubbish oversight. Like it's it's not at all one that sh- can be excused in any way. So things like that, I would I would agree. Uh, incredibly low points um, I don't know anything about the Lancashire police one I don't have anyone does. I, I don't actually no I just read that they were I think the idea was that the police were taking photos of people say if you're on a march or a demonstration and you're claiming benefits then that's we were going to report you which is just again oh, yeah, it's the same level of what, what? Oh, it's just wrong yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's just layers <laughs> of wrong it's just layers of ignorance power just Horrible. It's crazy. It is disgusting and, and horrible. And this is the same, same year where is it? Oh no, it's not the same year. But this is the same government that found eight eight billion to give to the DWP, which I know is a is a cop out point, and everyone makes that point around anything when we need money. But it it is it's only a used by everyone because it's so blatantly obvious that there is money in places that it shouldn't be. Yeah. And yet we're still blaming the sort of people using benefits as if 
it's that same sentiment that people use benefits because they want to, not because they have, have to. to. Like that stupid idea that anyone would be on benefits by choice is mm. so flawed. And it's just reinforced by the Sun and the Daily Mail. <laughs> just a little note. Tom put his little fingers up at the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take them down. Um, I don't know about the millions missing or the ME being raised on Parliament either, but they were highs, if anyone yeah. does. And I think there's been, you know... With, I think, the kind of rise in petitions just being made, like, there has been a rise in these kind of things being discussed in Parliament, such as the changing places, there was a huge yeah. petition for that, and that made that raised. So, you know, again, it's all it's all coming from those grassroots campaigns. I feel like this yeah. is the theme of today's yeah. episode. I don't know if that makes sense with yours, I guess, Sarah. So. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm, it's funny because I'm quite ambivalent about the petitions. Mm. And I sort of... There are, there's so many Because now. there's so many and it's sort of like you set up a petition, it takes two minutes and then you flog it on Twitter. And, and I just, sort of, I just, yeah, I'm just ambivalent. I'm not sure where I yeah. sit on petitions. And but I, I like the fact that, that people are acting and acting on things yeah. and, and it's and a sign of... Yeah. Things being, again, the things being discussed in Parliament, that's just yeah. a kind of, they have to because that, what the rule is or whatever if nothing so, changes yeah what is the they, can, they can discuss it and then okay next thing yeah. <laughs> I think that no change a lot of discussion no change but, but you've in... got to keep plugging away I guess yeah and it's interesting so I sort of found recently I was, because of the because Norman Lamb's no longer in power he was like a bit of a go-to yeah figure that you knew you could sort of like contact Norman Lamb and he's got such a good grasp of what's going on, what's right and what's wrong he's got the legal background and he was somebody who who was somebody of substance that that was reassuring and I think we haven't got that now mm. and so we're left, I'm left sort of every now and again I sort of think but that's a complete outrage surely you have to sort of write to somebody or but who, <laughs> it's like what do you do with it? That was what I was, I was going to talk about that in regards to um, it, like learning so people voting and things like that um, where there's this big, there's all this outrage among different people um, about the fact that the learning disability community as a whole doesn't have a massive voter turnout. But if you think about why, it's because like why I, I can't think of any po- prominent politician who, if you think about how Corbyn captured sort of young people mm. and, and riled them up, and lots of young people are voting now, and Theresa May captures old witches in certain <laughs> places. Sort of, you know what I mean? Like politics is it's it's. it's popular things yeah. people people get behind politicians and you sort of see a lot of your ideas and what you want in your life through different politicians and I just think there isn't mm. like you say there is no one in parliament who remotely sort of embodies the learning disabled yeah. sort of voice it's it not not even on a level of I'm not even fighting as hard as I think there should be people with learning difficulties in Parliament by a base level, I think, for representation. But I'm not even saying on that level of representation, but it's just someone who actually yeah. fights yeah. that corner. Because yeah. even Corbyn, and I love Corbyn, there are times where, I mean, he mentioned Connor and Parliament yeah. after the two million, but then again, that's just another example of that was a national headline where yeah. something massive money-wise had happened. But I think, sometimes I think when he's out in an allotment, sort of, I'm just making these vegetables with these two people. Look how nice this is. I'm, I'm farming. And I'm like, that's great. But actually, this five-second Snapchat you've made, imagine if you said, I'm actually here to talk about this element. Yeah. Like, I know disability politics doesn't sell votes because a lot of disabled people don't turn out. But actually, the reason they don't turn out is because their issues no aren't. Yeah, like, no you targeting. could take any of the main parties, really. And as much as the Conservatives are doing a lot to cut benefits, the Labour Party aren't exactly suggesting a massive overhaul to change people around this week's life it's not like the left in this situation is, is, is offering a kind of massive rejuvenation so you should vote for them I don't I can understand why you wouldn't turn out because your life's not going to change from that there so that's be a low point for me yeah. is the lack of there is oh no I think it's, it's SMP uh, ooh, Dr Lisa Cameron yeah she's she's been pretty great at raising these kind of things as well um uh, I think it's been quiet recently. I don't know what's going on there, but um, I remember, yeah, she was she was bringing up uh, kind of linking what is mental health um, care as well. So what support there is, etc., and trying to make yeah. that a bigger thing at one point. Um, so well, she's been doing, quite good. yeah. Uh, are we allowed to talk about what you're working on, Tom? I don't know. I don't know. Not yet. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, for me, I think it's what you say, isn't it? Like, Norma Lamb was a really good 
go-to for campaigners as a whole and he, he wanted to help their voice mm. and actually even if you bypass campaigners because actually this isn't even an issue of campaigners having someone to vote for because as much as your campaign takes up way more of your life than it should you can still see outside of learning disabilities parts of your life that might be affected by it but for a lot of learning disabled people it's just not yeah. it's not their corner being fought which I just think is ridiculous for a party and I, I, I really like the late party at the moment so I don't want to slam it too much but I think a party that is yeah. building a f- for the many not the few but yeah, kind exactly. of forgetting people in in that building yeah. of, a, of a national kind of and actually it's always I mean it's always been the case I've always sincerely believed that if you make society much more accessible for people it's better for everyone yeah. easy read is better for everyone you know the, the sort of measures you can take to make sure everybody's included makes 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 everybody's lives better That's and to the exclude people repeatedly not just exclude them, but brutalise them is, is something that is a sh- is just shameful. Yeah, no, that isn't. But we've got to end on a high, haven't we? Got to end on a high note. We've got any highlights to close us off with then? Oh, a highlight for me. My life, my choice, maybe a patron. The first patron. <laughs> that was great. Um, <laughs> that was a real highlight. And they had a list of, of tons of different yeah, people. Yeah, I think, um, actually famous people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no offence, Mark. Actual proper people. I beat um, Anthony Alexander and Tom York. Oh, wow. And it took nine months to... The guy to, from Radio. nine months to, to oh. choose. It was a really serious process. So, I yeah, think they made I the wrong choice. Tom York is great. <laughs> Tom York. I can't imagine... I can't imagine Tom York being a patron of a charity. Not to be like Tom York, but I just can't imagine him just attending and just kind of... Wobbling in. <laughs> I think that's why they chose me. Yeah. Could, have had, could have had any radio as long as their anthem. Um, and I, I think about that as well as a closing high point about that and why that's such a high point is it's a self advocacy charity that's so well run. It's run by people with learning difficulties, for people with learning difficulties. We've worked with them, you've obviously worked with a massive part of the campaign. They're all great, they do a great job. And that patron thing, which is another example of them being given a list of people. And picking from it someone that they know will help them. Yeah. And I think that's the key, isn't it? Is that, that charity is yeah. fully continuing. It's if you compare that to sort of the Mencap idea, and yeah, think that theirs exactly. is the Game of Thrones, Kit Harrington, which is fine. And it's he because right, yeah. he has a relative. Uh, exactly. He's spoiled him on their spoiled living. Yeah. yeah, and that's that, and that's another good example, I guess, of a patron. But I guess it's the difference of they've picked someone they've completely ignored the potential yeah. reputationary benefits of picking. Yeah. Tom York or someone like that. I mean, like you say, I think it would, the internet would go crazy if Tom York was the patron of <laughs> charities. It's just not what's going on. Um, but I think they, it just, again, summed up that they are doing... It's self-advocacy at its base, yeah. and there is no input from anyone else. There's no, no one in there saying, Sarah's great, but we already work with her, and actually Tom York would bring us... She's not famous. National, there's just the, it's just the, this is a list of people you guys... Do you and they yeah. did them and they always do that and I think that that's why yeah. that is great not just because it was my mum yeah <laughs> and it ties in with the kind of self advocacy grassroots kind yeah. of thing too yeah. which I guess is uh, it's is the, it's the high point isn't it's it? the high point yeah. that's what it is and it's starting to be recognised for the positive force that it is yeah sweet well thank you for coming on mum yeah thank you very much thank you. Uh, oh. I think there's one thing we might need to do before we finish. Uh, just because, I mean, I don't know if you'll hear it in time, but next week, Mark Neary uh, oh, is off uh, into yeah. hospital for surgery. So I just want to wish him good luck. Yeah. Uh, we'll definitely release it uh, before then. So hopefully he will yeah. hear that. Or he might not. <laughs> so, uh, either way, uh, good luck, Mark. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> uh, uh, Tom, say something cool. No. Oh, <laughs> you still got it. Um, wow. What an episode. What a absolute stonker. Ball exploder <laughs> of an episode. Uh, you can get in touch with us. How can they do that, Tom? At Challenging Pod on Twitter. And? Challenging Podcast. Challenging Behaviours Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yes. You have one job yeah, but I don't in this remember. outro. I don't remember. Oh, it's been so long. It has. It has. Uh, Challenging Behaviours Podcast at gmail.com. And we also now have a Facebook group. I think if you just type in Challenging Behaviours, we come up. We come up. 
it's teeming with life on there right yeah, now. It's nine likes. <laughs> and um, one of me and one of them's Jack. So seven likes that seven aren't likes members that aren't of the things. podcast. Uh, we've gone down from a five star rating on iTunes to a four point five. What? I know. We've had one review. Can't remember what it said. It was by my girlfriend. Oh, no. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. And if you're listening Hope... on iTunes, give it a five star. Give, so give us the five star. Up. Give us the likes, the subscribes, the All tickles. That. All that um, good stuff. And hopefully there'll be more episodes before I come back. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I, I moved house. It was busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm not blaming um, you. I, I wasn't even in the. Yeah. Hopefully, the city. hopefully we should. Uh, so last year, 2018, though we didn't actually release one a month, we did release 12 episodes. Oh. So I'm taking that. How many episodes? Is that count? 24. Wow. I think two years worth of podcasts. Yeah, we've done two years. Pardon me. Uh, we're for podcast. I just burped on the podcast. Oh. And on that note, goodbye. Bye then. <laughs>